Roads Untraveled Road Trip number one of 2018. I guess we can call it, usually road trips aren't really like you drive somewhere and then you stay for a month. <laughs> yeah, but it was a road trip down here, so. Yeah, but we didn't really, <laughs> we drove through the entire state of Oregon at nighttime. So we didn't see yeah. any of Oregon. We've already kind of seen Washington before. Yeah. Uh, and then California, it was pouring rain. Yeah, it wasn't o- like yeah, it wasn't over- overly great. Um, like I, I, um, I initially intended on like thinking, okay, we have a whole bunch of free time. We should totally podcast and everything like that. But I was not in any mood to like sit there and try to actually have an in like an intelligent conversation over a podcast. Oh, like on the road. On you the mean. road, right? Like I, I have a like my grandparents. They drive and they spend their uh, winters in. They drive from Marathon, Ontario, which is in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Um, like Ontario with like population of 2,500 people and they drive down to Yuma, Arizona. So they do that in three days. So they did like probably close to, not quite, but close to kind of twice the distance that we covered. Yeah. And like I have a newfound respect for that mm-hmm. trip. But also that, uh, no, I was about to say it might be a little bit more of an interesting drive because like. Most of California that we drove through was straight and flat and boring. But, uh, no, I understand that. But regardless of the road conditions, like, on the second day... Like, now, to be fair, I was kind of, like, sick leading up to it. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling great on the road by any means. Right. But, like, I I was hurting. So, like, the fact that, you know, you're kind of crammed inside of a smaller car for a long period of time. Like yeah, the the twisty roads makes the driver feel a little bit more engaged. Oh yeah, keeps you awake. For sure. Yeah. Um but for a passenger, it really doesn't make it overly like it may, maybe like uh, initially, but mm-hmm. not in terms of like the grand scheme of things. Like when you're on hour number like 20 and you're going straight versus twisty, like one may keep you awake if you're driving, but like yeah. Um know. yeah, for those of you who don't know, obviously, uh myself Marcus and Grayson on the show today um back again back again uh we're coming at you live from almost mexico almost yeah well kind of a couple hours yeah um yeah we're in la for a month it's gonna be dope i'm excited we just got here uh last night and it's been pouring rain ever since in la every time just you know never rains in la but apparently we brought the rain yeah it Uh, followed us down like, to be fair, leading up to the, our trip, it was pretty nice. It was very nice. Yeah, we got a couple cars filmed last minute, like, yeah. up in Canada. Yeah, like, super nice weather, like, clear skies, and that's very rare for Vancouver this time of year. Mm-hmm. And then the day we left, everything turned to, like, crap. Yeah. Yeah, it got cold. Luckily, though, we didn't have any big snowfall any time before we left. Yeah. Well, I don't... Is there snow at home now? No, no. Okay. But it probably will. Like, in between the time now and time we get back, I'm pretty sure they'll have some snow. Yeah? Yeah. Like, it was pretty warm. It got up to, like, 8 degrees. Oh, 8. Man, it's, like, it's cold. Very, like, people in, in L.A. right now, it's pretty funny coming from Vancouver because Vancouver's, like, the mild, like, the warmest city in Canada across the winter, right? Definitely is. Yeah? Uh, either Victoria or Vancouver. Yeah, yeah I was going to say Victoria, but yeah, all of Canada is kind of crappy during the winter. Like, I'm trying to think of the the um, the L.A. of Canada, but we really don't have one. I guess like Vancouver. It's Vancouver. Is it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it rains. Well, it's like yeah. Anyways, but what I was going to say is, people in L.A. are all wearing toques right now. They're like bundled up in their winter coats, and it's like 16 degrees. This is the warmest weather we've experienced in the last like month and a half. 
it's interesting what the human so. body gets used to mm-hmm. without realizing it. Right? Like, the moment you leave your climate and you go into a new climate, even if it's slightly different, it takes you longer than you would expect to adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I spent, I think, uh, probably about a month in El Salvador. Right. And it was fine up until the point we hit the mountains. Because the moment we... It was, like, very, like, moderate, kind of, like, 25 degrees. You know, like, somewhat humid, but, like, overall, like, you know, generally pretty cool. The shorts, t-shirt, you're fine. Mm-hmm. As soon as you hit the mountain and you went over the mountain down onto the west coast, like kind of El Tunco, kind of um, on the beach there. Right. It was like 35 at night, 100% humidity. Whoa. It's like <laughs> you're in the shower and like unless you are in the ocean, you are dying. Like yeah. you can't wear – like first of all, we're staying at hostels. So you're sharing a room with no air conditioning with eight people and like an open window getting eaten alive. It was not fun. Um, and – it's crazy because that's their winter. Mm-hmm. It's hotter. And, then, and like during the day, it gets up to like 40 degrees. Yeah. And for them, the locals are walking around in long sleeve t-shirts and jeans. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand. Like I was like literally dying and I was there for multiple weeks and I did not adjust to gene temperature. Yeah. Yet the, pe- the locals had no problem wearing pants. It's I, fascinating. Yeah. It, it, it's cool. Yeah. And that's the same difference as, like, you know, people back home. You take a look at, like, you know, you come, like, I'm not one of those people because I like being warm. Right. But, like, I have a lot of friends who can, like, you know, if it's if it's fall, they have no problem wearing a T-shirt. Yeah. They'll go to the store. Like, you know, they're not, like, standing on the side of the road getting soaking wet. But assuming, like, you know, it's above, I don't know, three, four degrees, they'll mm-hmm. wear jeans and a T-shirt. They'll, you know, hop in the car, go into a store, come out, like, no problem whatsoever. Sure, yeah. And then people here, a little bit of rain. You know, like 15 degrees, and like you said, toques. Everything goes to shit. We probably saw, well, we saw, first of all, a flipped over semi-truck just outside of Sacramento. That was pretty crazy. That was nuts. Shut down the freeway. Yeah, I think it was down to like one lane, right? Yeah. 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 We we were on the other side of the freeway, luckily, so it was like, the traffic was still backed up like crazy, but we yeah. got through it pretty good. Yeah. And then once we're actually in LA, uh, we saw a driver come through the intersection towards us into the oncoming lane going down the street the wrong direction people are honking like the rain comes and people don't know how to drive here apparently and then you saw an accident too what i found surprising is that was a california plate i mean it's one thing if it takes you a minute to kind of get used to the traffic and the kind of like the 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 situation that you're in right i mean look i've I've had my issue i didn't drive down the wrong side of the road yet no um but yet but like yeah no that was that that was interesting like generally the rule of thumb is you want to follow taillights if you're following headlights there's probably something wrong (laughs) like she literally just came it was a guy Oh, it was a guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And just came right along the inter- like right oh, across the intersection. Yeah. And just no, nothing doing and like kind of stopped a little bit in the middle to like maybe question himself and then just kept on driving into our lane. Yeah. Like like you know that, that hesitation. It wasn't like, you know, he maybe took his foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. He didn't really slow down very much. So at no. some point he figured, "All right, well, let's see what happens." <sighs> we'll be lucky to make it out of here alive, Grayson. Yeah, as long as it doesn't rain. Like, uh, the amount of crap that you see. Well, first of all, the amount of people you see on their phones is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's bad. 
and it's, Everyone. it's really bad. Like you will be doing like I'm talking about kilometers here, not miles, of course, because I don't know. I haven't done the conversion and everything. But no, we'll be doing like a solid, you know, 60 to 80 going down the freeway. And people like today, I saw somebody writing on a notepad on their steering wheel <laughs> or like looking straight down at their phone. And I mean, like I understand like texting and driving. I don't agree with it. Like, but like, you know, shit happens. Like you got to take care of business. But like there's a way to do it safely. Well, if you're in like stop and go traffic, it's very tempting and a lot of people do it and you're like, okay. But when you're on the freeway, like you said, going like 50, 55 miles an hour. At least hold whatever you're looking up. Like, you know, if you're looking at your phone, at least hold it up to the windshield so you can look at the road at the same time. Like you can't see where you're going while you're looking down. Maybe that's why we, we did see like a lot of crashes. So I I hope so. And I know that sounds like a really bad thing to say, but, like, at least that would explain some of the stuff we've seen. Yeah. Like, today I was driving back from, like, the mailbox, and, like, it was um, it, it was just, like, a normal kind of, uh, what do they call it, like a, like a T-street. Like, you know, um, one street merged onto another, and there's no oncoming traffic. Like, a fork in, the, fork in the road, or no? I don't know what you call it. I don't know what you're trying to picture here. Well, it's, like, a road like that. That ends? Like, like a T. Right. Yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a term for it. I don't know what it is. But okay. anyways, so uh, somebody was trying to make a right hand turn onto a street with no oncoming traffic. The only oncoming traffic you'd have to look is basically on the left hand side for cars coming. And I guess for whatever reason, he just drove like the one the one direction you have to look mm-hmm. while making that corner. The one direction he didn't look, and it was like a pretty bad T bone. Like like the entire entire like two doors of the car was dented in. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, you always see people get out and try to explain and kind of, oh, it's not that bad or, like, you know, whatever. But Sure, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just strange. Well, good news uh, that it stopped raining. There's blue sky. Well, the sun's down now, but the yeah. sky is clear and it's not supposed to rain for the next, like, two weeks. I can't wait to actually have, like, the sun hit my skin. Tomorrow. Like, like it being in, like, a t-shirt and actually have, like, the sun hit your skin. Like, oh, man, that wakes you up. Yeah. We haven't had, like, proper... Well, I mean, it's been nice, like we said, back home, but this is going to be, like, actually, like, 20 degrees or higher, It's which, it, is, it, which is summer for Vancouver. When we say, like, it's been nice back home, like, you're you're still wearing jackets. It's just not and pants, raining. Yeah. yeah, and pants. Yeah. And it's, like, at some point, like, your pale skin, like, it's... Like, <laughs> you, you live for the summer, because the moment you get that vitamin D, it wakes you up. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And a lot of you guys, I got some messages uh, on Instagram who I guess didn't see whatever announcements we made and stuff. Like, oh, did you, are, is Roads and Travel like moved to California now? Like, are you guys there officially? Like, I mean, like, I kind of wish, but like. Well, we kind of are here officially. No, no, no. I but mean, like, like they're yeah. like, are you there permanently? Oh, well, <laughs> no. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. Are we anywhere permanently? Like, we're mainly like. We're here of, today. We're yeah. here today. Yeah. We're here. I guess that's all that really matters. Yeah. If things go well, we might be here longer. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just plan it up. It's been it's been good so far. Just getting set up. I'm glad the rain happened, though, now. Um, and yeah, we're basically here for a month shooting awesome cars. People were asking, why'd you leave the lower mainland? I mean, isn't it kind of obvious? Like everybody puts their modified cars away for the winter first off or like yeah. 85% of them. It rains all the time. It's cold. And there's down here, just like everybody's here. All the mo- all the biggest modified shops are here. Uh, a lot of notable people are here. You know, the best driving roads in North America, for the most part, are here. It's, I mean, it seems like a no-brainer to me. I just find it kind of cool because um, 
like we went out the other night and it was like Monday night and mm-hmm. like you know we, it was pretty late like probably like ten o'clock something like that yeah. and we're walking around and you see people like I mean like you, no I mean like <laughs> yeah. there's people out doing things there's not like a bunch of people mm-hmm. but there's people in restaurants there's you know people walking about like at home if you you know if you go out and even if you're downtown on like a Monday night it'll be empty. In right? January, yeah. Yeah, like there's yeah. nothing going on whatsoever. Yeah. And so, I mean, being in a big city, it's kind of cool in that sense where, like, regardless of the day, it's not like, oh, it's Friday night, we have to go out. It's, oh, let's go out. If you feel like going out, you can go out and, you know, find something to do. Oh, yeah, no, it's great. The one weird thing I found is, like, the store situation. It's all, like, in the, um, back home, it's all, like, staples, like, kind of branded, like, you know, commercial stores. Mm-hmm. Around here, it's all, like, privately owned stores, kind of, like, one-offs. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's, I mean, like, back home, everything has a certain standard. So, we have, like, no frills, which basically gets all the old food from, like, other grocery stores. So, like, for example, the, their deli de- um, department that has all their meats and everything, mm-hmm. they get... Um, it pre-sliced from other grocery stores who can't sell it, and then they sell it for a discounted rate. Right. So it's no branding. It's kind of cheaper food. Like Whatever. I would never uh, buy meat from there. But, like, you know, okay, well, what you're getting for the price. Same idea of when you go to Safeway. You know, Safeway has a certain standard of regardless of what Safeway you're at, like, it always has a certain standard. Yeah. Um, here, because everything's privately owned, you don't really know. Like, cause like I, I went, I went to a place like a mailbox place, um, because I needed a shipping address to get some stuff mailed and it was like, I would walk by it without looking twice. Like, you Mm. know, it did not look like anything special, um, from the exterior, like nothing overly appealing inside, like the nicest lady. Like I would go back there in a heartbeat, like super, super awesome. But I think that's what a lot of it is though, is like, it's the word of mouth being in like this city that's just so like spread out. If you have something that has great quality service, great quality staff, I guess the word just kind of gets out there and then, yeah, that's how you make shit happen. Yeah. No, but that's where it's kind of interesting because it's yeah, kind of adds cool. to the learning curve of the area, right? Um, which which is going to be interesting because like the hole in the wall places are always the best places. Yes. When like when you have like the owner actually working at the store, you get the best service because mm-hmm. they want to make sure that you have the best experience possible. Yeah. So th- I think that's going to be kind of cool as as we kind of move about and like learn of different restaurants and different you know l- little kind of areas to try out. Mm-hmm. Um, like we went for ramen the other night and that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, like it, it, was, yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, like the frat on uh, the staff was super friendly. Um, but yeah, like in terms of actually getting down here, I figured like, um, we might as well cover what we would suggest for anyone else. Like what we kind of learned during the road trip experience. Right. Just, just to get that out of the way. Like I would say that like, the secret is ideally you would probably want to get as much driving out of the way in the first couple of days as possible. Yeah. So if you want to kind of slow it down through the second day or so, it's not as big of a deal versus like, you know, cause like you have a ton, a ton of energy when you first start a road trip. Cause you know, a road trip is pretty much like, let's get super excited and then be bored out of our minds for like an hour or for the rest of the, you know, the trip. Right. It's kind of like, you know, you get super stoked and you have all this energy and then it right. kind of like after like day three, it's like, okay, when can we get there? Yes. So I would say like, try to get as much of the driving out of the way with as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, but it also all depends on the situation of a road trip. Cause 
I would also consider, for obviously, a road trip going from Vancouver to Calgary, which is a one-day drive. You can do that in one day, right? So you don't have the option. You just have to leave and then get there. And it's a much more interesting drive than driving from Sacramento to L.A. What I'm Okay, I should specify when I say road trip. Like, when I say a road trip, I say, like, two-plus days, two-day minimum. Right. Um, like I would say like we basically did like the entry level for a real road trip because like we, you could have a short like cruise, right? Like you could do, um, a uh, I guess a Soyuz, which is for us. I mean, that was a pretty, you know, it's a decent amount of time to be sitting in a car all at once, but it's a long cruise. I would call that a long, it's cruise. a long cruise, but you yeah. know what? Like that's fun. Like, I mean, yeah. like, regardless of the car you're in, like, yeah. you know, you're having a good time. Nobody gets too tired. Like if you, everybody drives for an hour, you get there and it's like, oh, that was nothing. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, it's when you're kind of like sleeping at hotels and like the difficult thing is like the food situation I found because like you like, you know, especially when you get older, it's kind of like you start to notice your body into how it interacts with the like, crappy food. Oh, we're well, so old, Chris. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I feel so old because I remember like when I was a kid and I would literally eat like go to the, like the dollar store or whatever Lunchables. and buy like – no, not Lunchables, like bags of candy and I literally eat candy for like days no, straight. can't do it. Uh, there's no way in hell I could no. do that. Like back in the day, like I, back in high school, even not even that long ago, just a few years ago, like the guy did the McDonald's diet, right, and did a documentary about it. He did it for a month. I did it for three months: breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, I think I ate, at, um, ate a little bit of my whatever my parents cooked that night as well. Right. But like overall, it didn't have very like over like it didn't affect me too much. Yeah. But like I don't like, I couldn't do that now. No. I just lose my appetite. It's like. What do you have to choose from? It's like Taco Bell or like KFC or like McDonald's or continental breakfast with <laughs> Grayson's face right there. We had we stopped in uh, I believe this is how you pronounce it, Reca, California. Yeah, uh, just right when you get into the tip, uh, just past the Oregon California border. And uh, yeah, the, I mean the hotel was fine. It was like you know, oh yeah, we made it to California, and it's just as cold as it was twelve hours like north, two thousand feet up. 3,000 feet 3, elevation, feet yeah. Three degrees uh, Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was... No, I mean, overall, like, you know, it would be nice to be able to drive on dry roads, of course. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I think on the way back, it's going to go by a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, it always seems to, for whatever reason. Like, yeah. finding your way somewhere, it seems to take so long. Mm-hmm. And it's like getting to Costco today seemed to take forever. And then, like, to get home, it just took, like, seconds. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the same idea as, like, you know, whenever you're trying to find a new place and you're, like, you're paying attention to the directions and you have no idea where you're going, you're very vigilant and you're kind of, like, re- uh, trying to remember everything that's happening. Whereas on your way back, you're just recalling old memories so that kind of, like, breeze, mm-hmm. you, know, you kind of breeze through it a little bit faster. Oh, totally, yeah. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. No, I'm excited, uh, yeah, on the way back up, too, because hopefully we can take it a little bit slower you know, see some things along the way, um, and fingers crossed the weather will be better. Yeah, so we'll be you able can actually to... like see some of the lookout places. Yeah, hopefully stop by the Oregon coast if you're down. Yeah, I mean we may as well. When's the next time we're gonna be? That would be a cool drive. Yeah, like yeah, just like you know, just right on the water. Just... Oh yeah, I really want to see the redwood forest. Like when we were driving through it, I I'm pretty sure we would have passed that. Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> So I was trying to get in the house. Yeah, um, but like yeah, the redwood forest. Like I don't know where that. Like I'm assuming we would have passed it at night. 
Yeah, it probably was either to the west or east of us when we were driving. Like, I'm pretty sure it's pretty, at like, early on in California. Oh, yeah, definitely, like, northern California. Now, I don't, I just don't know how close it is to the I-5. It would be cool to see it, if possible, yeah. on our way back. Oh, absolutely. I am down. I'm down to take it, uh, take it a little bit slower on the way back. Vegas is something we want to do as well. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed we get a dope vehicle to make videos of on the way to Vegas. So cool. Nothing set in stone for that yet, but hopefully. Uh, either way, I want to go to Vegas. Yeah. Um, which would be a lot of fun. It's been years. I haven't been in Vegas by myself. I've, right. I've only been with my parents. I think it would be different now that I'm over 21. Yeah. Versus like having Underage, to sne- yeah. versus like having to sneak a drink kind of from your parents or whatever, like right. being able to actually just go out and enjoy the town for what it is. Yeah, I think that would be a completely different experience. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never been to Vegas at all before. So I thought you've been in the past. No, never been to Nevada at all. Really, Nevada? Yeah. Wow. Well. No, I'm excited. I've been to yeah, like Idaho. That's about as close as I've gotten. <laughs> Here wow. in Idaho are basically as close as I've gotten to Vegas. But yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff in Vegas. Like, and just in terms of like hotels, like there's some nice places in mm. Vegas. Like you can stay and just like lounge out and just get like spoiled. I don't know. It's a vacation spot. That's, yeah, that's, that's for sure. And like LA is kind of, in my opinion, like it'll be, it'll be interesting. Cause in my mind, like being here for a month is going to be a make it or break it. LA is going to either make me or break me like this month because in the past, like I've always just had this ever since my parents first took us to Disneyland and we went to the coast, like in the like Huntington beach area, I've loved Southern California, but I've never been here for longer than like six days at a time. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see at the end of our trip, whether I still have that really like fondness towards this area or I'm just like, I see some things I'm like, uh, I don't know. You never go back to the places that are okay, mm-hmm. right? Like, you only go back to the places that you really like. Yeah. Like, if you don't like it, or even if it's just acceptable, you don't go back to it. Unless you, and that's unfortunate, because a lot, of, um, a lot of the times, you just don't give the place enough of a chance. And it's difficult, because, like, you could say Vancouver... For six months out of the year, it's miserable. Like, yeah. don't go. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I don't love Vancouver. Like, in the summer, like, don't even get me started. Like, Vancouver is, like, pretty awesome. It's dope. It's awesome. I mean, it's, yeah. like, you know, it's it's pretty advanced for a city. The more I, like, travel, the more I see. It's, you know, it's pretty developed. It's smaller. It's, like, you know, the traffic is not nearly as bad as um, as things I have it to compare it to now. Yeah. Um, But overall, I think it's, like, again... If you go to Vancouver for a week or even a month and it's during the six months of the crappy season, Mm -hmm. you're going to have a miserable time. Unless you go there specifically, not for a month, but if you go there for like a week to go snowboarding do and do like Whistler and all that stuff, yeah. then you're going to have the time of your life. I'm talking about like Vancouver, Vancouver, like kind of yeah. like, all right, what do you do in Vancouver? You might go out to a couple of restaurants, might go out to the bar, hiking, you know, kind of just do some of the local kind of things mm-hmm. that you do in Vancouver. Yeah, of course, if you go up to the mountains, you're going to have a blast. If you go up into the mountains in the summer or winter, it's going to be a blast. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Uh, like Whistler's awesome. Like you know, it, it's it's beautiful. I mean, you know, spring break up there, snow. I guess no, there's not any snow at spring break, but oh yeah, for sure. I've gone uh, at the top of not in Whistler, like the village, but at the top of Blackcomb. I've been snowboarding. I think like on June 10th one year, wow. I was snowboarding at the top of Blackcomb in a t-shirt, and it was like 25 degrees. 
Yeah. Like I usually go and um, I go up to the – they have a biking festival in August. Crankworks. Yeah. Crankworks, yeah. So I usually go up to that every year. I didn't go last year, but for every year up leading up to it, I went up. And it's awesome because there's people that you don't necessarily hang out with a lot, but then you see up there, right? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of one of those like annual meeting spots. Yeah, And oh, it's just sure. you all like chip in for like a cheap hotel room and, you know, you all like, you know, people crashing on the floor, people crashing in the rooms and just like hang out and it's it's cool. It's like, um, it's like, like you see those movies of like those 70s. Uh, kind of like um, skiing contests where it's like you have that like evil guy who's trying to like tear down like the ski lodge and I don't, I don't know any examples. It sounds very specific, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but like, they have like tons of those movies where it's kind of like you kind of like the 70s, 80s kind of feel where there's a like, young crowd and they're on the mountain. And it's like Party Mountain and right, everybody's sure. like having a good time and everything. Like That's what kind of Whistler is. Of course, not to the same degree as it like it was in those movies, but like, you know, similar. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, we're just kind of, uh, flying this trip by the seat of our pants. It's going to be great. Yeah. Like when you first get to a place, it's a bit difficult because like we, we, like, you know, you're on the road for a couple days and you're not eating very well. You wake up and you're in a house with no food. We got food today. So I think tomorrow is going to be a good day. Yes. Yeah. We didn't eat till what? 12, one o'clock PM. Yeah. Except for like coffee and a Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been... And going back to the candy thing, like you were saying, I had two Krispy Kreme donuts today. That's it for today. Yeah. And, like, I used to be able to polish off half a dozen oh, easily easy. yeah. in, like, a few hours. But that's what I'm saying. It's, like, <laughs> growing old doesn't happen, like, gradually, like people think. It's all of a sudden. Okay, well, we're... <laughs> no, I know. I'm not saying that we're old. I'm just saying that there's multiple stages of, like, growing old. And I don't want to sound like I'm an old grandpa or we're anything We're in like our that. early 20s. But it's like, you know, you get you get hit in soccer and you're fine, right? You yeah. get up, you know, shake it off. Then all of a sudden, like, you get to an age where you get hit in soccer and you blow out your knee and you can't play soccer anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't hit that point yet, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely, like, hit the stage where, like, I've pushed my body to the limits and I've broken the limits and I've suffered the consequences. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah. I mean, food's another thing. Like, all of a sudden, like, I don't remember the time that it gradually came from I was able to eat less and less and less. It was just all of a sudden, every time I would, you know, eat a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts, I would get sick. Like, yes. It's just I remember that specific moment. Right, yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, having food is nice. And we have, like, we have a whole house. It's yeah. great. Uh, I'm not going to say where... Well, we're in Crenshaw. That's where we're staying. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say exactly where. Um, it's honestly, like, it's pretty nice. We're we're in, like, we're in a middle-class neighborhood. Yeah. We've got a very green lawn that's well-kept. We've got awesome. tall-ass palm trees around. Yeah. I, I can't complain nice. about anything, to be honest. Not at all. Like, it's... Um, I mean, like, I... I didn't know much about the California area, California area to begin with. Um, I mean, like every time you mention certain areas, you see people's kind of reactions. Right. <laughs> I, th- I think I think the reaction to this area was a little. I mean, I mean, it's a big area, so yeah. I mean, I, I can't say for all of it, but at least the area that we're in, I'm say it's quite nice. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, we haven't met the neighbors or anything, but like we no. at night, I don't know. It's it's been fine. I, mean, I don't feel unsafe by any means. Not at all. No. 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 I mean, like, and we're right in the middle. We're in, like, the heart of L.A. Not in terms of, like, we're not downtown, but we're no. we're pretty much smack in the middle between downtown and the beaches. When you Google L.A. and, t- like, the word L.A. comes up on Google Maps, yeah. we're kind of, like, in the middle-ish. Area. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which is cool. And, like, from what we've experienced so far with the traffic, um, 
in the middle of the day, not too bad to get anywhere, really. I, I mean, it, it's busy. Um, There's a lot of fucking people here. Yeah, there we are. Like, <laughs> we, we were traveling at like 1130 at night. Yeah. And there was traffic on the highway a like lot Monday of night. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's it, it's weird. And I mean, again, like for me personally, I saw it more as a negative thing at first. But then when you kind of start, again, moving in a bit and kind of, you know, start living day to day. And again, we've only, this is only our, like... 24 hours here we've been. We've only had one night. Yeah. And yeah. already I feel like I'm warming up to the place a lot more than I was initially. Mm-hmm. Because, like, all, like, arriving, all it was was, like, traffic. So we arrived like, at, like, 5 p.m. into the valley. Yeah. So. And it was, like, <laughs> raining and, like, cold. And, well, you know, California cold. And, like... <laughs> yeah, I like that California cold. Yeah. And it was... Um, and there's a whole bunch of traffic. So it's like all I could think about is like, oh, my God, there's so many people doing anything. It's going to be such a pain in the ass. Yeah. And then you kind of go out like we went out last night and, you know, there was traffic, but it was, you know, there's there's a lot of people. So there's people out doing things. Yeah. And like, all right, well, you know what? There's a positive thing to the traffic, right? Like, you know, you have traffic on one hand, but on the other hand, you have a lot, a lot of people out, like regardless of the night. Um, so it's going to be interesting to kind of see how that plays out over the next couple, uh, next little bit here. Yeah. But yeah. And like, even at, like you were saying last night, I mean, there's a lot of people, but everyone's still able to do 75 miles an hour on the freeway. Yeah. Even though there's people, there's like five or six lanes each way. Um, the freeways definitely take a little bit to warm up to. They've got like LA freeways. I feel like have a very, they've got a little bit of a learning curve to them. See, like they're a little bit intimidating at first, to be honest. Going back to like again, like based on how fast my perspective has changed within 24 hours, I would think back to like the Cal. I don't know when we went to uh, San Francisco, mm-hmm. and we got a rental car. Right, I was freaking the hell out. Yeah, like I pulled out of the parking lot, and people are going so fast, and it's like you can't stop on an exit ramp. There's no way. Like we were in a Toyota. I forget and I don't want to remember. It was, it was it's like the Honda Fit of Toyota. Like it was like a, something like super <laughs> Yaris, small. I think. I think it was Yaris, the Yaris. The Yaris, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like you, like in Vancouver, worst case scenario, you stop. I mean, that's bad because you could get rear-ended. But worst case scenario, you have to stop and you stop on the exit ramp, mm-hmm. kind of at the bottom. Um, you avoid try to avoid it, but in um, San Francisco or, or LA. Absolutely not, because if you stop, there's no way in hell that you have enough space to actually get up to speed in order to merge into traffic. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, like, people are going so fast, but like, right when I first picked up the car, I was freaking out. Mm-hmm. By like, the next day, because I think we had the car for one night. Yes. Yeah, by the next day, it was like second nature. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we, we rode in here last night, and I was like, scared. Like, it was, like, busy. It <laughs> right. was, like, there was way too much stuff going on. It's, like, I went out on my own today, and, like, I was able to manage, like, maneuver my way through an accident. Like, it's still not, like, 100% comfortable, but there's a massive difference in, like, a short period of time. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think, like, yeah. That, that's why it sucks for people who take, like, short trips to places. Because I, like, I feel that you can get turned off of an area real quick. Yeah, like you just get a bad taste of in your mouth. Yeah. Just from your first initial perspective. It's yeah. like not culture shock because like L.A. is a North American developed city just like Vancouver is, right? Yeah. But it's definitely got its own style of driving. Yeah. And like there are ba- very bad drivers and a lot of them in Vancouver. Um, yeah. I, and there are a yeah. lot here, but it's just 
different. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You, you notice, like, when you go to, like, a drastically different place, you notice, like, okay, this is drastically different. Mm-hmm. When you go to L.A., it's still, like, I find that it's, you still notice, like, the, uh, the total amount of things that you notice is the same. It's just, just the scale. Mm-hmm. So you notice the smaller things, like because everything else is again it's a developed city. the The main things that you would, if you go to a third world country, that you would notice, you still notice the same amount. It's just that it's um, the stuff that you notice is a lot minor. Right. Like I, I had a situation today, and it was like the that stupid arrow. It's a like red arrow, and like yeah. you gave me crap for that, but like honestly, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Just, just like from back home, it's like when you when it's just like a red circle, that's like stop. You can't go. Yeah. So I'm at like a like for example I went out today and I was at a light and it was red. Yeah. So there's three lights. It's like red. There's no arrows. It's just like, um, it's basically a right turning lane. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, basically two lanes turning right and there's three colors and it was on red. Mm-hmm. So I stopped. Um, there are people ahead of me. They went through. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they ran. They went um, right on a red. Like whatever. So That's, I, yeah, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, but like I stopped, I was in like the far left lane and there yeah. was oncoming traffic. So I just figured that, okay, well the guy was in the sh- like on the shoulder, so it's probably safer. So I stopped and waited for the light. Mm-hmm. So I waited, saw the light change, saw it change again. Then a pile of cars start coming up behind me and then the guy start honk, it starts honking and my light never changes. Yeah. So like. It's a red light with other lights, the colors. Like it could go green, but it doesn't. So For, it, it, it. You said I, you were in a left lane, though. What I don't understand. What lane were you in? So like, there was four lanes, and it split. Right. So you could like if you wanted to go left, there's two lanes that go into left. Yeah. And then if you want to go right, there's two lanes that go right. Right. So I was in the left. Uh, I was in the left lane of the lanes going right. So the car that I saw was in the on the right hand side. And he was on like right on the shoulder, so like yeah, that's yeah, usually yeah. the position that you would, you know, if it's a red light, you make the right hand turn, right? Right. Like, I see. What you're if saying, you're yeah. if there's two um, turn signals, it's a little bit more difficult because you're having to cross a lane in order to make a turn on a red. Yeah. So like the the light just didn't turn, and it's like very confusing. So I I just booked it and just went for it, but like the, like I waited for an entire cycle of lights and it never changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, and that's where I kind of get a little bit confused with like the red like arrow. It's like, okay, I'm, I know that like you know when you ever you see a red like you know the red circle, it's stop. Like you don't go. It makes obvious sense, but it, there's an arrow pointing and it's like red, so it makes you just like it's a red light, Grace, and it makes complete sense. <laughs> no, You're but just like uh, stupid. <laughs> no, like honestly, I might be. I might be. I completely. It's a red. We have red arrows back home too. That's like a normal thing in North America. Everywhere. No, we don't. Yes, absolutely. We, we do. We have green arrows. Yeah. And then it goes to a red light. We do in some spots have red arrows. Okay, but like not main spots that are like maybe down in White Rock somewhere, but like never in like Vancouver. There's there's nowhere in Vancouver or like the main city. But that, like the point is, we have if you're going straight, yeah. There's a di- there's lights that are red, yellow, and green, yeah. normal. Yeah. And then you have the left turn lanes, yeah. that have their own separate lights, yes. That would be red when the straight is green. That's yes. the same simple concept yes. everywhere. Th- that's the same concept. But like back home, it goes. You know, you have that red circle. So you and then it, it goes it, and then it goes and then you have the yellow arrow and then a green arrow. So you have two arrows and then one red circle. So the difference between a red circle circle light and a red arrow light is confusing you right now 
Well, I'm saying I'm, I'm saying it's one of the things that stands out because it made me stop and like think because right. like, like usually I'm used to seeing an arrow and it's that color. If I see an arrow, it's like either caution, like slow down, it's about to change or stop. I never see it together. Right. I don't know. Again, it's one of those super minor things that just you like, noticed it. I, I noticed it, yeah. but like I noticed by like having to actually process that information versus it just like driving is like pretty much second nature. Mm-hmm. Like back home, like I don't think at all. Like you know, I know all the lights, I know everything, so I just basically tune out when I drive. Um, yeah. But like to actually have to process that, like you have that hesitation, right? Yeah. Um, well, and it's very similar to when we went to San Francisco and California all over has this where it's when it's super congested, when you're going onto the freeway and it has that red light that stops you in the on-ramp and yeah. then goes green for a second and is one car per green. Yeah, th- that took that took That's a bit. pretty different, yeah. And like, cause that's like, like, how does that work? Is it like, as soon as it goes green, as many cars it can get through, uh, you know, goes? From or is what it I've like, seen, people are pretty good at just doing one car per green. Right, because that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, that's the intention of that light. Yeah, it's to reduce congestion on the highway. Yeah, yeah. but when I saw it, I like immediately thought like it's a very fast green light, which so just as many cars yeah. can get through, just because it's like yeah. that's what I'm used to. Yeah. Again, like obviously it makes sense that it's only one car when you take a look at the speed of the light. Yeah. But it make it makes you stop and think. We sound hilarious right now. I know there's probably so many people just laughing their asses off. Like no, but honestly, coming from a city with like however like four million people roughly in the greater vancouver area 4.5 million i think which is a lot which is a lot to a city with i think like 10 or 15 million people in the greater la area our biggest highway our biggest highway throughout vancouver just got expanded and at points it has three lanes plus the hov line crazy stuff that was insane. <laughs> that, and that's one high, one highway. That's the largest highway. Yeah. I, the, I can't yeah. think of any highway anywhere. In BC. Maybe. Like, I haven't really driven in Toronto, so I haven't paid any attention. Mm-hmm. But at least as far as I know, in B, at least in BC, I would say that's the widest highway. Yeah. I mean, where else would it... Any Toronto head- probably has some mega it, stuff. They probably have some bigger things. I mean, yeah. there's more people in the congested area. Yeah. But at least in BC, I don't know of anything bigger than that. And that's not even for a decent stretch. Mm-hmm. That's maybe for like a kilometer or maybe like a mile or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's weird. So when you come into a city where like a normal street, like just driving down a neighborhood street and you have two lanes in each direction, that's like Fraser Highway for us. Well, that's like 16th Avenue in South Surrey, though, which is a yeah, small... Yeah, but it's like, that's like, the, when you want to stop at a house, yeah. you're used to like being in a neighborhood where it's pretty much like one and a half lanes, where you're kind of going slow and you get to like, you know, pick your timing. Mm-hmm. Now you have like two lanes in either direction, and it's like, you got to figure out where you're going fast. Oh, sure, yeah. But anyways, like it's, again, it's that learning curve of... yeah coming from again i I figured like vancouver was such a big city like no, so Vancouver's many bloody tiny. like people and yeah. then you come to la and it's like wow i mean Van- Vancouver's not small small but it's a small big city in I'd comparison say. to la it's puny oh it's tiny yeah it's a small city like if and he, it's it's not it's not even in the top five five largest cities in canada i don't think yeah like calgary's gonna be way spread like more spread out like ottawa's way bigger yeah like like vancouver is pretty much like in terms of like the downtown vancouver like it's 
you could walk across it in about like three or four hours. Across downtown? Yeah. No, try like 25 minutes. Not no. three or four hours to walk across downtown walk, Vancouver? Like from like the south point to the north point? Yeah, that's like half an hour. Easy. What are you talking about? Okay, well, I've never walked downtown. Okay, fine. From the high... Easily, like, maximum 45 okay. minutes. Maybe 45 if you're, like, an okay, old granny. Okay, but, but, but it, it's it's very... It's, like, a short period of time. Like, you could do it if you wanted to. Yeah. Right? Like, I, like, you could yeah. walk anywhere in Vancouver. Like, you don't have to take transit. You don't have to, like, drive. Well, I wouldn't walk from my house to downtown. No, but I'm saying if you're downtown Vancouver, you don't have to take public transit. No. If worst case scenario, you know, you have a couple beers, you don't want to wait for a cab or whatever, and you want to walk, and you know, your hotel is downtown as well. Yeah. You could walk, regardless of where your hotel is, you could walk to your hotel in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. That's not the case in like San Francisco or like LA. Well, I mean, if you're talking downtown LA, absolutely you can do that because downtown LA is smaller than downtown Vancouver. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In terms, like, we have way more high rises than LA does downtown. Because I find that, like, you have, um, like, the issue is, is not necessarily the size; it's what you have to cross. Because, like, in Vancouver, like, you can just walk across, jaywalk across, like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the roads left, right, and center. Here, it's like you have to actually look for pedestrian crosswalks. Yeah. So it's like when you have a massive highway, you can't walk across that. You have to look for the bridge that goes over top. Oh yeah. So I mean, that makes things a little bit more difficult. Um, what else do we got going on? I'm just trying to think of what we have in the, in the next, uh, friend of the show, Jesse Cross is going to be on the show pretty soon. He's flying down with his girlfriend down to LA for a weekend. That's going to be cool. Which is dope. Yeah. I'm super excited. We invited him out. Um, if you're down Grayson, uh, I mentioned that we might want to go to Malibu cars and coffee on Sunday morning, which Sweet. is apparently like one of the best, uh, car meetups. I think it goes from like 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every second Sunday of the month. Okay. And everything from like supercars, classics, and stuff. It's just up in Malibu. Sweet. Um, up the Pacific Coast Highway. So I think we're going to do that. Um, like uh, the largest car meets for that we have been to have been like with the Morgan Crossing. Yeah. I mean, that. yeah, that's like a tuner. Younger people all like tuner cars and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that's like I'm assuming it's going to be quite small in comparison. It'll probably be like... It'll, I'm, do, I have do, no idea. Do you think it's going to be the same size? No, I don't think it's going to be the same. I mean, we're talking Market Crossing at its peak was like 300 plus cars every Thursday night. 300, 350 cars every Thursday night. You think night. that much? No, I don't think there's going to be that much. Well, no, no. Do you think at Morgan Crossing they yes. had that many cars? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. At like peak peak nights before it got shut down. Yeah. Um, but Malibu Cars and Coffee, obviously, generally, because it's 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on a Sunday... It generally, like, you know, brings out the more mature crowd, you know, the people with money that, you know, they really just want to go there and appreciate the fine automobiles rather than Market Crossing, which a lot of people are there to do that. But then a lot of people are just like, you know, screwing around and kind of just eating McDonald's and stuff. The the cool thing is, is that like in L.A., you can actually like drive your car regardless of where you are in terms of like if when you're in Vancouver there are very few roads that you can actually go and push your car, right? If you're in something with like a few hundred horsepower, you know, like highway one or something that's a little bit more of a straight kind of not as many people, mm-hmm. but like, you know, in LA, you have so many good roads. that are just like open straight and like, you know, cause in Vancouver, there's so few police just monitor the ones that they know people are going to be like messing around yes, on. That is very true. Yeah. So to be able to actually just like go out anywhere and drive and actually like, 
have fun with the car is going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. No, as soon as we get, like, into the hills and kind of... And you don't really have to go too far out of, like, L.A. County or maybe even in L.A. County, right? Yeah. Um, to actually get to those places where we'll be able to really push and film cars and, you know, get the drone up in the air and actually experience, you know... Just the the natural landscape because a lot of these roads are following just the natural landscape. Yeah, of the mountains, which is awesome. Yeah, like we drive out to um, an area that's kind of like forty five minutes, would you say, like half an hour, forty five minutes south of us, and that's kind of the same similar distance to where we are from the canyons. Yes. So like yeah. you take a look, and this is like farm road, so we have like one corner. And that's it. Yeah, there's like right? a few corners. No, yeah. but I mean, like, there's one like really kind of like you know actual yeah. like good like like uh, cutback section, yeah, yeah. and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And like you know, if you want something that's a decent driving road, you're gonna have to go like at least an hour away when you're in Vancouver. Absolutely. Now yeah. we have like half an hour away, kind of you yeah. know low traffic kind of thing like that. Yeah. Like, you have good driving roads. Yeah. Like that's like when we filmed the GT3 RS, mm-hmm. we are on the Sea to Sky. And that's, like, an awesome road to drive, like, you know, a fun car, or like, you know, not a whole bunch of traffic, you know, like two lanes, super twisty, but you had to drive a decent amount of time to get out there. Now we have, like, every well, car we film. I mean, if you're in Vancouver, Sea to Sky is, like, half an hour away. Yeah, but we're not in Vancouver. No, yeah, we're south, yeah, but so that's it's, our fault. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> but that, but that, all I'm saying is the comparison of, like, now yeah. versus when we're back at home. We, there's like, just so many more choices, too. Yeah. Because it's, like, Malibu has a but you could spend an entire day exploring the canyon roads in Malibu. Yeah. And then if you go the opposite way, like northeast into Angeles Crest Forest, you could spend like two or three days exploring more roads. And that's like maybe 45 minutes away in the other direction. And then you could go south and find some more roads, maybe in Orange County or something, right? Yeah. So we're I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited on the location too, just because I, I feel like we want it to be a little bit more like, I don't know, around stuff, I guess. I mean, like, we we had the option to be a little bit closer to downtown, mm-hmm. which, I mean, for just, if you wanted to go out for a night, that's obviously ideal. Mm-hmm. But I think we wanted to focus on just, like, being within, like, a reasonable distance to the actual driving roads because mm-hmm. the, we, we came down here to film. So yeah. we wanted to be close to kind of, again, where you can actually drive the cars. And you had basically two choices. It was either really expensive or, like, really cheap. And I think we found a good balance. Yeah. No, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll be heading out later tonight. Uh, it's about 6, 6 o'clock or so. We'll be heading out to meet James from Redick Performance, which is dope. Tuner of the Cadillacs and the GM vehicles, uh, which is awesome. We drove their uh, ATS-V, uh, which we filmed for the channel. And, uh, yeah, they've got some cool stuff up their sleeves. They want to do some filming for, like, I don't know, for multiple cars of theirs so that's so cool i'm excited they're gonna yeah. introduce us to some people uh with some cool cars and since we got here we, we we have yet it's been 24 hours we have yet to interact with any exciting cars whatsoever let alone people i don't think we've you're interacted right. with a single person from i, I mean other except than, for the person that owns a house yeah but that was like a quick high and bye yeah yeah, no, exactly. But in terms of, like, somebody you're actually planning on meeting up with again in the future, like, yeah. that's what's almost kind of cool about, like, being somewhere new is that, like, you have everyone to meet. Yeah. This is this is the beginning of the, the network. The Our Roads and Traveled LA network yeah. starts tonight, which is sweet. 
and four weeks is uh, plenty enough time to like you know build those connections up to a point where if we ever want to come back, there's gonna be like unlimited opportunities again. Yeah, right. Like we've been filming for how many years in Vancouver, and we haven't run out of cars. No. Like over the summer, this last summer, we were filming like four cars a week. Right. That was a decent decent chunk of time, a de- decent bit. Um, and but we still haven't, and we've been doing it for years, and we still haven't gotten to the point where we've run out of cars. Mm-hmm. And here we haven't even started, and no. there's like far more people. And this this is like the car capital of North America. I, I could totally see this as being like you know like you know six months in Vancouver, six months in Cal, uh, you know California, right. like seeing like spending like like of course we're here for a month you know, on a tighter budget kind of you know that's a little bit of a test run, mm-hmm. but I could easily see this becoming like a, like a, a somewhat not permanent but like. Yeah. You know, an area that we spend a decent amount of time throughout the year. Yeah. Uh, just because when we're shut down in Vancouver, like, why sit around doing nothing when we could come down here and, like, have endless stuff to do? Yeah. Thank you, U.S. Customs, for being awesome to YouTube people, That to, was, to be honest. That, like, that was a pretty smooth experience. Yeah, we got through the border, no issues, you know? Yeah, like, as a tip for anybody else who's trying to do a similar thing, like, just print out, like, as much stuff as you can. Yeah, emails, pl- itinerary, map. I'm surprised. Like, our, our concept was is that we wanted to, like, put together a little binder of, like, everything, like, photocopies of, like, health insurance, um, emails that we've talked to people down here kind of confirmations of where we're staying, how long we're staying for, like as much information just so you put it in front of them and it just like overloads them and then they just give up and just let you through. Um, <laughs> that's, that's like... Kind of what happened. Well, it kind of, but he actually sat there and read the emails. He read the emails. And these are emails of basically because we're not, as Canadians, we can't just come down here and take uh, an American's job, so to speak. No one can pay us or we film. can't pay other people to film. Yes, we can't so there, have sponsors either. There can be no exchange of monetary value. Yeah. So we have to sit there and explain to the the customs officer, the U.S. customs officer, basically, we ha- our uh, value to these brands or to these companies that we showed them the emails of is that they get their brand in front of our audience. In exchange, we get the views. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And we can stay uh, technically up to six months out of a year. I thought it's three months. No six. It's the same. Uh, we well, might have to clarify, but um, three months I think is for like a uh, visa, right? It's something to do with like a visa, like if you, I don't know, but yes, yeah. but yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's the same as what a just a um, uh, tourism uh, Canadian coming down for just a chill. <laughs> yeah, we hung out with Alex, and I'll take him a bit. I don't, I, I call him Steve so much. I don't know why, but like <laughs> Alex hey, Ross from Shark. Alex Works. Ross, yeah. So we uh, we hung out with Alice. Alex Ross from Sharkworks. Um, last time we were down in San Francisco, and he is from initially um, the UK. Yeah. So does he have an American passport now? Yes, I believe he is a. He's definitely a permanent resident, or I believe he's actually a citizen now. I, I think he's dual citizenship, though. Pretty so sure he's, so dual. he's. He doesn't vote. You can't. No, if you're if you're a citizen, you can vote. No, you're if, dual. if you're dual, you give up voting rights. Rights. Really. Um, like, oh right, I think I remember him saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that's why, like right. my my uncle, like my aunt's Canadian. She has dual citizenship. Both her kids have dual citizenship. Um, one of them works for the government, and yeah. they they uh, the U.S. government asked her when she got uh, took the interview 
if she, you know, if, uh, pledging allegiance to the country, like, do, would you give up your Canadian, your dual citizenship mm-hmm. in, with Canada? No. <laughs> uh, no, she said yes. Really? They didn't actually make her do it. She, they just wanted to kind of see if she's committed to working for the U.S. government. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily the same in Canada. Um, I would not that- give, personally, I would not give up my, I would love to be a permanent resident of the United States one day, but I would never give up my Canadian citizenship. But having a dual citizenship, you are a permanent resident. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just you don't you can't vote in both countries. Yeah. I believe I think that's a rule like pretty much throughout. Can't you still vote in Canada though? Maybe because I think my aunt votes. Because there's there is a there's two levels. Like you can be a you can be a permanent resident. Yeah. You have to renew it like every two to three years or every five years maybe. Yeah. But you are not a citizen. If you you can get a permanent resident green card to live and work in the U.S., but you're not a citizen. Right. And then you have to apply for citizenship and citizenship is the final level, basically. So it goes like you can have a visa. Right. You can have a visa. Right. And then you can get your green card permanent resident. Is green card. Yeah. I guess a green card would be kind of like a temporary resident kind of thing like that. Like that's something you have to renew and everything like that. Once you're a citizen. Permanent resident. Yeah. Yeah. You have to renew. Once you actually become a citizen, there's nothing that can un like citizen. No, you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have kids, obviously you're, you're good to go. Yeah. So anyways, it's going to be interesting to, to, to see how everything goes. Yeah. I mean, we, we're getting ahead of ourselves. This is, but yeah, it's, I think a month is a good, uh, time for a test run. Yeah. Uh, we'll really actually get to experience LA, you know, in all its, uh, all its bad parts, all its good parts. Yeah. Um, which is exciting. We just got an email from Magnus and Superchargers. Should should we should we talk about the cars we potentially could film? They seem oh, pretty yeah. excited. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Like I am stoked. Uh, I'm I'm surprised and I'm <laughs> excited as like the fact that they're excited to the level that it seems like they're. Excited yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Jesse from Magnuson Superchargers, uh, Ventura, California, for getting back to me in like 25 minutes tonight, which is awesome. Which yeah. never usually happens. When you're like reaching out to brands, being like, "Hey, do you want to collaborate? Make some videos." Like, a lot of times, they have to, like talk to other people in the department, so it can't just be them saying, "Oh yeah, sure, come out." It's kind of like, "Oh, I have to run this up the chain of command to kind of see what happens." But yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. There's there's a uh, which is good. I mean, a brand that can be that personal and that like direct with uh, with the media and stuff like that is really cool. But like a brand their size, like they they do some really cool stuff. Yeah, people know who Magnuson is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they make some really cool stuff. Uh, so we may be filming a 1,153 wheel horsepower, brand new Camaro SS supercharged with a supercharger that's just plain sticking out of the hood, um, as well as a 1,000 horsepower Hellcat, uh, superchar- a couple supercharged Vets, uh, C7, I believe, and then a supercharged C6 Z06. So none of that's like confirmed confirmed but they seem really excited they already offered that in the email uh to uh to shoot those and i, I, I wonder what they didn't offer like if that's because like because i think that's the top of the top dude. <laughs> well no no i no, I, I understand that but i like a lot of the like it seems like that is the top of the top but mm-hmm. it looks seems like they've passed over so much other stuff that they thought oh you know it's not good enough kind of thing like right. that that i that would be totally good enough that for us yeah i mean like they could probably keep us pretty busy like they probably have just like average cars that they've done some cool stuff to right that isn't their like necessarily their product kind of show line of kind of like you know like this is what we can do kind of thing um like they, they probably have like some really cool stuff 
that they passed over before they got to like the peak oh yeah absolutely and just to jump to the peak and everything yeah um and i think it, it helps a little bit that we're from out of town and our stay here is temporary yeah i think that helps a little bit at least uh but it's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting how well because it's like a it's almost like a quote-unquote limited time offer right right yeah, so if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. It's got to happen in the next Vers- weeks. Versus yeah. like, oh, okay, we'll see when we have some time during the spring or something like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe the car will be done in the summer or whatever. Yeah. Which we get a lot of in Vancouver, which is totally fine. Yeah. Because we're there, like, yeah. no rush. Um, but here, and to me, it feels good being in the States and filming badass American cars. There's something about that. Well, it's just like you know? going to like if you film like f- like going and filming Ferraris in Italy. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like you know if you go have pizza, like better be in New York or Italy. It's yep. kind of like it's something special. Not saying that other places don't make good pizza, but you know when you're in the location of where it's known, like American muscle cars in America, like that's yeah. that's as American as it gets. Yeah. And it'll be that Camaro, if we do shoot it, that new Camaro SS would be the most powerful vehicle we've ever driven slash filmed. What's like, um, like that's wheel horsepower. Yeah. What about its uh, actual? Uh, 1153 would be around 1400 or 1500 horsepower at the crank. Yeah. So like which is 200 horsepower f- like more than the most powerful car we filmed, yes. which is a Supra. We've never driven anything higher than 930 wheel horsepower. See, like, that's... Which is already ridiculous and stupid. <laughs> but, like, at some point, it just becomes a bomb. Like, well, the, this... the, the amount of reinforcement that you must apply to an engine right. for it to put out and withstand that amount of force is going to be interesting to see. Like, they must have rebuilt that thing with, like... Oh, all forged internals. Well, I mean... Everything. Like, yeah, it would be interesting to have, like, an engine, like, a stock engine to compare it to. Mm -hmm. Just, like, side-by-side comparison. Kind of, like, before and after. Yeah. Like, that would have honestly been, like, an interesting video to kind of make of the actual total build of that car. Yes. Like, to follow the steps that they've gone through in order to actually get everything done. Like, that's, that's a lot of power. Yeah. That's a lot of power. And that's supercharged power, which generally, if you're going for top-end power, you go turbo. Yeah. You go turbocharger, right? Whereas supercharger, it's like immediately when you hit the gas, that torque is there instantly. There's no waiting. I, I would imagine that superchargers, like supercharged cars, would last longer than turboed cars. Now, I'm basing this on nothing other than a gut feeling. Right. But it's just the idea of a car being a constantly under that pressure requires the engineers to work different than, okay, at max, it will put out this much. Oh, of course, yeah. Right? Because, like, when you have an engine with, like, the uh, periodic kind of, like, burst of force, I feel that would be a lot harder on an engine than an engine that has that constant pressure there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just in terms of an engineering standard. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting interesting. to talk to these guys, too. Yeah. Get on camera and stuff. Like, do they have a dyno there? I mean, I just assume they would have to. I would. Oh, like, why yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah, like, I think so. <laughs> I wonder if we could almost do Obviously. a video of just dynoing that car. 
Like we've done, we've done like successful videos with like the RX seven, mm-hmm. the green one. And we went and did like an entire video of just dynoing it. Yeah. I wonder if we could just do a separate video of like them dynoing that car. Yeah. That'd be cool. Just, just for the hell yeah. of it. I mean, like we already know what it puts out. We already know like, you know, everything about it, but just to actually see it up close, wheel spinning, close up camera angles of the exhaust of the engine, everything kind of like full blast. It, yeah. It's one thing to just have the manufacturer, the builder of the car, just say, Here's the power numbers, and then also another thing to, to show the dyno graph on screen, which yeah. people love because they love their proof or whatever. Yeah. It's a whole other thing to actually show what the car is like, where it, it kind of digs into the dyno, and like you get the backfires uh, and the flames. And, and like when you see it shift, like that yes. actual like the jerk, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the, um, the amount of like force behind it. Like you have the car strapped down, so that energy has to go somewhere. When yeah. it's on the road, it just pushes the car forward, mm-hmm. so you can't, it's hard to capture that on camera when it's actually strapped down and it's forcing all that energy backwards like you can see every movement in that car and just like oh man i'm excited that'd be so cool thanks magnus and superchargers yeah we love you um yeah we got some other cool cars uh to film we're gonna film with uh raleigh uh once again i filmed his 6.2 liter straight piped raptor last time although this time he said we should be able to take it out into the desert fingers crossed we get some air I always, I don't even like. I don't want to drive his truck and get air necessarily. If he'll let me, I will do it one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to ride passenger. He has like full on radios and stuff in the in the truck, um, and like he does events in the desert all the time. That's so awesome. He drives the Raptor like actually how it's meant to be driven. Yeah. Um. So that's another one uh, we should be getting on camera. We've got uh, Ford Focus RS. We should be shooting. Uh, 240SX, uh, as well as some other, you know, higher-end exotics, uh, fingers crossed, and stuff like that. This is just the beginning, so we'll be doing a bunch of podcasts. Hopefully, we can get uh, some guests on the podcast. Yeah. Definitely try to get James uh, from Reddit Performance. Uh, as we said, Jesse, friend of the show, will be on very soon, less than a week. What else do we have? What else do you want to... We're at like an hour and three minutes, so... Yeah, I think that's probably a pretty good point. Yeah. We're going to go see a little bit of L.A., Absolutely, you guys. Uh, if you are in the LA area and you have any, oh yeah, somebody messaged me. I was messaging them uh, about their car, and they were they had to go out of town or anyways. Uh, but they messaged me two local spots to eat. They're like, hey, by the way, any good food? So I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Like we're always looking for like good restaurants. Yes. So if you know like places that they could be chains, but like problem like give us like the good shit. Yeah, you like, know the, 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 whole, the hole in the wall. Yes. Yeah. And if you want to have your car featured on the show and you're around the L.A. area, like, we will be uh, heading down to Murrieta, which is about an hour and a half, two hours south at one point to film with Subros and a couple of other guys. So if you're kind of in the vicinity of the O.C. in L.A., hit us up, roadsandtraveledshow at gmail.com or head up uh, roadsandtraveled.com and hit the contact page. Yeah. Anything else? I can't think of it. Like, I'm excited to see uh, the car scene in L.A. Yeah. Like, I mean, Vancouver has some money, like, for sure. And, like, you have a wide variety of, you know, tuner cars with a lot of, like, horsepower. And then you have, like, really expensive, just, like, this is, like, you know, $1 million, $2 million, like, Porsche, Porsche 918, yeah. stuff like that. Um, I feel that you have a good combination of the two in, like, in this area. Yeah. There, there's so many cars out there that you have the cars that are nice, but they've also been modified. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's... Yeah, there's a lot of money here, too. You just got to find it. Yeah. Anyways, you guys, uh, yeah, we're off to the OC for the night. So 
Peace. Sounds so cool. <laughs> All right, you guys. See you soon. <laughs>